Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Loria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. So for some reason, I love saying it that way, and that's the way I say it, the podcast. You all know you're listening to a podcast. Anyway, um, today we have an incredible interview uh, for you. But before we go into the interview, I'm going to share a little tidbit technique tool that I'd love to share with you, a little intro before we go into the um, interview. And that's what's going to happen. So we're, today you're going to be listening to my interview with Antoinette Orell. And she does crystals and healings, and she's a medicine woman. She does so many amazing things. I really, really enjoyed her so much. And I know that you will too. She does a, she did a class for people and membership for your soul as well about crystals. I don't know a lot about crystals. I tend to not be able to be near them. A lot of people don't know how to clear them properly. They absorb a lot of energy. I remember I was at uh, this woman's house at a book club meeting and she had all these crystals by her TV. And I was sitting in front of them and I was like ready to throw up. And I was like, I can't be anywhere near your crystals. We need to move. And I didn't say it in an insulting way. I, and I said it in a nice way. I was like, I have a really hard time being around uh, some a lot of crystals. And I said to her, we were friends. I said, you know, they need to really be cleaned and cleared. So I don't have a lot of them. I only have a few of them. And uh, because I have to, would have to clean them constantly in order for me to be able to be with them. But crystals and rocks and gems and... I think they're incredible tools, absolutely amazing, but I am not an expert in that area. And that's why in membership, we invite experts on who can teach the members things, things that I couldn't possibly teach them because it's not an area of expertise for me. So Antoinette is just beautiful, beautiful person. You can go check out her website. Her website information will be in the show notes. And I believe I say it on the interview as well and learn all about her. I We bring people on that I feel are masters of what they do, have no ego, are really about spreading the information, educating the masses, and giving people the power, empowering people with information. So um, you're going to love her. So enjoy that interview. So before you go and listen to that, I recently uh, went back to New York to see my mother, and I'll share more about that in another episode. But what I wanted to share with you is the hotel. So, And I want to give you a technique and a tip before you go to a hotel or an Airbnb. So I booked a different hotel this time when I went there and um, I forgot, I was so busy before I left, I forgot to send the angels ahead to clear the space. And as soon as I got to the hotel and when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's beautiful. It's an old building. I'm like, and it's haunted. And I go into the lobby and I get into the elevator and this young man in a black suit with a white shirt, button down shirt, kind of, he felt like he was from the fifties, very attractive he was a spirit, was following me. And he was in the elevator with me and he had good energy. So it wasn't like, oh, dude, like, leave me alone. I was like that because I was so tired from my flight. And then he went into the room with me and I was like, oh, I got to clear this space. And it takes a lot of energy sometimes to clear a space, especially a space like a hotel that has many spirits wandering around it, many rooms, a lot of energy from people, a lot of energy from um, everything that goes on there in hotels, right? If I go to Disneyland, think about it. It's a space where people are having fun, families having fights about which ride to go on, which where to eat, when to eat. Like I, I feel like somebody plugged me into a friggin' electric tower. I don't, you know, and I, I'm like, I'm like shaking, you know? So that's how sensitive I am to space, especially space and energy. 
So I went into my room and I call on Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, and Archangel Raphael. I sometimes will also use Jesus, uh, Archangel, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Um, they're just very grounding. Saint Joseph is, uh, um, I don't know what his patron saint is, but I know he's for homes and stuff. Like when you're buying homes or selling a home, that's one of the things at least that I use him for and I use him to clear space. So I called them in and I went out to get food and I was like, yo, dudes, you know, I don't talk to my angels that way. I said, you know, please go in there and clear the space and clear the ghost. And usually I clear the ghost of a five mile radius, but I could tell these ghosts were really loving this hotel. And I was like, just a hundred feet, just get them out. Just tell them to leave me alone. And what I do is I was in the car driving. I was envisioning the angels walking around the room in a clockwise fashion. I just pick a corner that resonates with me. And having them clear out all the negative stale energy, bring in positive, clean, clear energy. I have them do that three times. I don't tell them what to do. That's how I do it. And then the fourth time, it's like the space is clear. It's clean. So if I'm clearing a space from, um, an, you know, I'm, I don't have to be in the space to clear it. I will clear it energetically, visually that way. So I was like clearing it with the angels and going around the space energetically and saying, you know, I'm clearing out the space, um, clearing out all the negative stale energy and bringing in positive, clean, clear energy. I do that three times. And then the fourth time I'm like, this space is clear. It's clean. It's um, beautiful, loving, you know, and sometimes I'll write Jesus's name on the wall in my head and things like that. So that night I went back and it was pretty clear and I was able to, for the most part, sleep. I do get a little jet lag when I go on the East Coast. And then the next night, and I'm sure this is because it was an emotional trip for me. I hadn't seen my mother in two years, and um, I had some situations with my brother and just different things that went on. So this, there was a lot of preparation in terms of my emotional, psychological state before I went there and um, seeing her and being with her and, you know, it just brings up a lot. And so I'm really tapped out. Well, guess what happens then? The ghosts are like, ha, 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 ha. Boundaries are down. We're going to go to the witch's room. It's like you're a lighthouse. Literally, every ghost in the area will come and visit you. And I'm trying to get to sleep, and there's a man hanging out in the corner, and there's all this energy, and they're bothering me and waking me up. And I'm exhausted at that point. And I didn't really, I couldn't really, didn't have the energy to clear it out. Now, of course, you could just have the angels and ascended masters go in and do their work. But when it's a real big cleaning, it takes part of me too. So it was a little troublesome for, I was there for two more nights after that to clear them out. They were like, oh my goodness. They were like, it was annoying. It was like flies were in there. I was like, oh, like just get the F out of here. Leave me alone. Plus there were like these weddings going on. The hotel was packed. Um, the wedding was happening like at one point outside my window, lots of energy. So needless to say, I was exhausted, a bit exhausted, and did my work. So here's my tip, technique, and tool, because I forgot to do this. Normally, about three to days before I leave for a trip, and you can do it up to seven days, you could do it as soon as you book it, whether they you know the room or not, because I booked a specific room and they shift my room, whether you know the room or not does not matter. I send Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, and Archangel Raphael to go to the space ahead of time for me and to clear it out and get it ready for me. When I have done that in the past, I'm usually able to go to the hotel and have a really peaceful stay and because they've done the work ahead of time. And so if I'm in an emotional state from traveling and exhaustion and not, you know, jet lag or not eating the way I normally eat or whatever's going on, 
I don't have to add my energy to clear it out. They've already done all the work for me. And so I'm able to go into the room and I've done it before. And it's like, oh, this is nice. I could sleep here. I believe I did it in Oregon. I had the best night's sleeps. I didn't have any problems. Um, and it was really great. I didn't do it for an Airbnb once. I didn't know to do this until my guides were like, yo, we can help you out here. And I was in this Airbnb and it was, not only is the place haunted, but like I said, you're like a lighthouse. So all the spirits in the area, like, oh, there's a medium here. And they like crowd the place. It's like a big friggin' party and you didn't invite any of them. And you're like, get out. Um, And this Airbnb was so bad. I couldn't clear it. And I also didn't like the energy of the place I was in, the physical energy of the location. I was looking at it to move and I was like, oh, I don't like this place at all. Like I said, I'm super sensitive to physical energy. So um, I had to, I had to work like a lot on that place. And what I did then is I brought up pictures for me, the saints really work. So I brought up pictures of Blessed Mother and pictures of Jesus. And then I even Googled pictures of Archangel Michael or saint, certain angels that we know aren't necessarily pictures of them, but they're beautiful artistic renditions of them. And I was like, oh, I like that one. I like that color. And I would meditate on it and look at it and bring that energy into the room. And that place I had actually, I decided to leave a day early. I didn't like the location anyway, so I decided to leave a day earlier. Um, but so my tool technique for you, there's so much space clearing. Hey, I have a coupon for you guys, right? So if you use the word podcast, go to marilynaloria.com forward slash classes Look for my space clearing class, put in the coupon podcast, and you'll get half off on that class, which is, it's, it's, it'll be like, I think it's like $27. I don't know what it is, but it depends on like, do it now when you're listening to this, because we may change that percentage on that coupon right now. It's at 50%, but I usually, I can change, I may change it to 25%. I don't know what I'm going to do. It might be 75% one day. It's like a surprise, like a raffle, but go there and get that space clearing class and that can help you with your travel techniques and tips. But before you go somewhere, send the angels and the ascended masters to clear it out and they will clear it out for you. And remember, we do have this beautiful coupon podcast. And um, the other thing too is we have a numbers class that's for $11. That's Micah. Micah's like, get the class, man. It's great. You have a lot to say. And I'm not going to edit this out because those are my doggies. Okay, you need to stop now because I'm talking. Okay, do you mind? Thank you. He has a lot to say. So there's a numbers class. If you go to marilynaloria.com forward slash numbers, there's an $11 beautiful numbers class to teach you all about numbers. Anyway, guys, enjoy this. I've been hearing really great things from the podcast that everybody's learning stuff from it. And it's really helping you. And it really makes me happy. So enjoy it. Have a great time. And I will see you next week and really enjoy this interview. You are going to love Antoinette. And go look her up. Like I said, the website will be in the show notes. And... um Check her out. She's such a beautiful person inside and out, like loved her so much. Enjoy and have a great time. And thank you so much. So you'll hear a little music and go into the interview. So hi, everyone. This is Antoinette. She's did a lesson. So I'm going to tell you about her. Um, I got Laura's been finding these incredible guest teachers and, uh, I spoke with Antoinette. I think we spoke like a few months ago, right? Yeah, I think it was like June. Yeah, it was a really magical, beautiful conversation. And as you guys know, I'm very um, picky about who we invite on because we don't like a lot of ego and stuff. It's not my thing. I don't like, I like people that want to support each other and work for each other. And I really loved everything we talked about, which was um, we had similar backgrounds. I, you're in New York, aren't you? Upstate New York right I now? I live upstate New York right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's absolutely beautiful where you are. Where are you upstate New York? I'm in Walton. Okay. I don't think so, I know. Where you know, do you know like the Woodstock area? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm do. a bit more west, like an yeah. hour and a half west. So beautiful there. I mean, yeah. I am a New Yorker and upstate New York is oof, so beautiful. Are you from New York? I am. I'm from uh, Brooklyn and then Manhattan. Oh, okay. And I went to school in Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah you're from the, the hood. <laughs> yeah. We talked like so long ago, but it was a beautiful conversation. I don't remember it either. And I don't expect you to. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read your bio because she, Antoinette has so much that she offers and that she embodies that I would never do justice. Plus, I'm getting to know her. This is why I like that Laura interviews people first. Because I get to do these interviews in a way that's like, wow, I'm sitting here like at the edge of my seat. So I'm going to read this bio and um, we're going to just dive right into it because like I said, she's got so many incredibly gifted qualities and you can already see from her essence, like how beautiful she is. So so Antoinette is a medicine woman. She's a mystic and herbalist, a shamanic practitioner and crystal healing teacher. She's in service of supporting the alignment of your soul's blissful purpose purpose to manifestation, which I love, and in guiding consciousness to the living energies of Pachamama, which I'm going to ask you about. I make notes during this stuff, so just know that. Okay. Um, we're very relaxed here, by the way, so we don't worry yeah. about like if we curse or anything like that, which you won't do, but I will. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Pachamama cosmic mother, as we learn to communicate and receive guidance from our spirits, helpers and returns, returning mystery into our life of awe and synchronicity, which I love presencing our consciousness to the invisible yet visceral inner world through nature, meditation, journey, drum, crystals, or sound. Our intuition takes us to our wisdom place of self healing. I mean, just reading that I could feel myself just falling into it and my heart just opening. She's honored to guide and hold sacred space for all your healing and empowerment. Antoinette is a skillful facilitator for your offering of your hucha, which we'll talk about too, (laughs) heavy energies to mother earth. And as she feasts and transmutes it into fertile mulch, she will guide you to plant new seeds of your highest intention. Whether retrieving lost soul partners, taking care of the wounded child or allowing old toxic patterns to retire for good, We will clean the space, fill it with light and vitality for the seed to be nourished well and sprouted into manifestation, which is so great. I have so much. It sounds so good. Yeah, (laughs) it's really good. I've never heard it read by anybody. Yeah, I know. I know. I know from um, doing um, tele-seminars when they used to read mine, I was uh, longer. It's just like, and you realize, I think it's great what you just said, because we forget what we do as facilitators, teachers, healers, even as people, we forget mm-hmm. how we touch people's lives. Yeah. And it's such a good reminder to sit in that because we're always about doing and servicing and we just forget. So creation, joy, beauty, and abundance are my passion. Uh, permacular tour. How do you say that? Permaculture? Permaculture. Permaculture. What is permaculture? Well, permaculture is like this. We started, I started uh, farming last year. Oh, so if like behind these are morning glories which we planted from seed. Ah, oh. and uh, well, I can just like there's a dome. I don't know if you can see. Uh, oh yeah, I saw yeah. it. I saw it so for like a second. My I son don't... and I. Can you see it? Well, we saw it before. I saw it before, and now I don't know if I see it. Does anybody else see? It? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So yeah. are there plants in there? Yeah, that well, we built that this in like in June. Like it's supposed it's going to be a greenhouse, and we we planted vegetables and lots of things. Tomatoes. How wait? I have to finish your bio, but how big is your land? How many acres? 
five acres. <gasps> okay, I'm moving to New York, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to be friends with Antoinette and live by her. Oh my but goodness. Here where land. we are, here where I am is very, uh, it's kind of out, out of the main area. So it's a bit far. You know? Yeah. I don't mind that because I like, um, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, permaculture and biodynamic farming principles excite her and self-sustainable living practices motivate her family in the creation of her vision. Sunny Heart, Wild Crafts Farm, and Learning Center. Oh, we have Leonard on here. I think he's still on here. He's creating some stuff with land. I just love this. They grow and wildcraft our herbal remedies and medicinal herbs, flowers, roots, and mushrooms for infusions, baths, and self-care formulas. In her second year of avid gardening, she's fulfilled learning by witnessing the innate resilient intelligence of nature and the abundant harvest it brings. It is our birthright to live free in integrity and an expanded joy, co-creating our lives in A-Y-N-I. How do you say that? Aini. Aini. Yeah. Sacred rep, uh, reciprocity. Is that what that means? Yeah. With the K-A-U-S-A-Y. How do you say that? Kauzai. Kauzai. Oh, I'm going to learn so much on this call. <laughs> the vital living energy that animates the cosmos, the stone people, the plant people, the spirit of water, fire, earth, and air, and all beings around us. Antoinette lives in upstate New York and travels to New York City for private healing sessions on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and available for remote healings on Fridays and Mondays. She facilitates healing circles, full new moon ceremonies, the spacho ceremonies, and space clearing blessings. She teaches the beginning and intermediate crystal healing courses in Brooklyn, upstate New York, or Mount Shasta early spring and fall. When you go to Mount Shasta, you have to tell me because I'm close to there. Okay. Yeah. So Antoinette, my goodness, man, how long... First of all, welcome and thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, I, we're so blessed, really, honestly. So I feel so appreciative of people like you coming into our community and offering up your wisdom. How long have you been on this journey? Can you give us a little bit about like your background and what your life was like before you started like entering into everything that you're doing? Well, um, I was born in Japan. I was born in Japan and my mother's Japanese and my father's Swedish Norwegian and kind of so I was raised in Japan went to an international school there and around when I was 18 I moved to France Paris and then I was a model like in Japan I was also a child uh, act actress oh wow <laughs> you know like the superhero like yeah kind of Ultraman kind of thing so I was one of I was in one of those shows in Japan and and then I also modeled in Japan, and then that took me to Paris. But the modeling didn't last very long. But in Paris, uh, so then I became a photographer. Oh, and that's so, right. Yeah, so I, I was a fashion photographer and celebrity portrait photographer for fifteen years. Wow. And I was pretty, you know, I was, I did everything I wanted to do at that time. My my goal was to to do Italian Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I did, I did it. And then, but then, and then I moved to New York city in like 1997. That was my first, the first time to move into an English speaking country. Yeah. So I do have an American uh, nationality because my father by nationality was American, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I lived in Japan and lived in France and then came to New York city yeah, when I was already a little bit much older. But but then I already had two kids in 1996 there. So my back... And where did you live in New York City? Uh, in the East Village. We were there at the same time. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not, I was in... At uh, that point, I think I was in Soho, yeah. 
Yeah. But, yeah. From 1996 to 2005. Oh, yeah. I left right after 9-11, so it was 2001. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was wow. there at 9-11. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then I got, and then I had, I already had two kids. I was a single mom working as a fashion photographer. And then I actually met this Thai artist and then I moved to Thailand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was living in Thailand for about eight years. And after that, my children, you know, graduated and they were going to, you know, college. And then that's when I kind of started co focusing on myself again. Wow. And then I kind of came back again to New York city and, yeah. Wow. We have somebody in the group who's just talking about starting to focus on themselves again when their kids went, what a great education for your children to live in those different locations, very different locations. Yeah. Well, they don't even remember Paris really. Yeah. But they did New York city and yeah. Thailand. Yeah. They did New York city and I just didn't want them to grow up in New York city their whole lives. And yeah. one of the things I just wanted to leave and because, you know, traveling and just opening your mind through travels and seeing different cultures is so, is such good medicine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I don't do a lot of it, but I did, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so tell me what was your weight, like, there must have been a moment, I'm sure maybe, or maybe there were little moments that got you into shamanism and crystal healing. And mm -hmm. how did that come about for you? Well, I think like, I, I wanted, I wanted to say, when you asked me that, um, I was always interested. I was always very curious, even as a child. Yeah. And one of the things which really kind of made me aware of like the magic of, of life was that, um, so my mother, you know, she divorced my father and married another my Korean man and, she, and she had a baby. Right. So the first, my first, the first baby she had, the birthday was the same birthday as my mother. Ooh. And then the second baby she had was the same birthday as me. Oh, wow. You know, so this like yeah. community. So then I, I, named, I named my sister Betty <laughs> and she still thanks me. She loves that name, Betty. Oh, really? That's great. That, that this, just that kind of synchronicity because then what, what is this? Where well, there's a meaning for this. And, you know, so it o always opened me up to kind of wondering what, what life is. And, but I think also I had a pretty traumatic childhood, like mm -hmm. most people. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go into that part, but I, I really required to, I needed to do a lot of healing. Yeah. So I, I saw different, in the beginning I was seeing astrologers and then astrologer would say, oh, you have this thallium, it's very toxic with love. So why don't you go see this regressional therapist in Texas, Austin, Texas. So I called her and she was like, well, do you know what regressional therapy is? I said, no, I don't. So then she goes, well, then why don't you read this book, Brian Weiss, Many Masters, yeah. Many Lives. So I read that book and I was like, I want to do it. So then I went and I did, because at that time I was a fashion photographer living in New York City and also being a single mom. Mm. So I went there for like four days and did like intensive for like 16, 17 hours with her. Wow. They had a Super 8 motel and then she was like 72 years old then. She would come pick me up. We would go to her house and she was also a psychotherapist. The first issue, the first session was just talking about my life. Mm -hmm. And then we would go have lunch and we would return to her house and we, we did a regressional therapy session. And then she'll drop me off at the Super 8 Motel. So we did that for like three or four days. What a great experience. And that just was like, wow. Yeah. Like, um, like I, I and, and the thing that was really healing for me was that she wasn't telling me. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, it, even aura readers or mediums, and you mm -hmm. are a medium, but they tell you things. No, and, yeah. 
they say, well, you had this, this, and this, and that. And then it's kind of hard to believe it, or it's not that healing. And with, with her, the regressional therapy, she would put me under hypnosis. And then she would say, okay, look down to your feet. What do you see? And what are you wearing? And I go, oh, oh, I'm wearing these shoes. And, and just to help me to get out of my mind. Love it. Because the mind is always there, you know, wanting to be in control. And the mm -hmm. mind wants to say, no, that's not right. No, you're just making it up. Like the mind is always disturbing that your intuition. So she really helped me to, and then, and then, and finally, so I experienced different past lives. And then in the last session, she asked me to connect the past lives with all those characters, including myself, and see if there was anybody in this life that, yeah, if, if anybody is here now in this life, and then I could, I could, I could uh, uh, name them. I go, oh, that's my mom. Mm -hmm. oh, that's my mom's boyfriend. Oh, that's my, my first husband, you know? And then it kind of made sense because mm -hmm. the patterns of what was happening then and then what's happening now, it was like, and it was so healing that mm -hmm. I was able to really heal my, my relationship with my mother before she died. Mm -hmm. So when she was in the hospital and, you know, she, she went, she had some, she had got brain cancer and she did this thing called gunmer knife. And that's what they call it in Japanese, gunma knife. It's like they radiate from all different sections mm -hmm. at one point. And basically it, it disturbed her nerve somewhere. So she became paralyzed on one uh. side. And then she couldn't talk anymore. Oh and my goodness. I was, I was there when she was talking and her speech was just going away. And then I said, okay, so mommy, can you write it? So she was writing. And then even the, the letters in Japanese was becoming scribbles, you know? Yeah. But I was able to tell her uh, what had happened. And then it was just so healing for myself and also for her, you know? Yeah. So that's when, um, that was really when I was like, I actually then started studying hypnotherapy with that the lady. Like um, I, I had all these books I had to read and then I had to do 200 hours of practice on people, but I didn't do it. I just maybe did two hours and I just forgot it. But I, I had read everything, all the books about it. Yeah. But then, and fast forward a little bit, because then I had young children. I was, I was busy being a fashion photographer. So fast forward after I got into crystal healing and, and shamanic work, I'm actually doing it now. Yeah. Anyways, you know, so it's kind of a full circle from that experience. Are you doing the hypnotherapy now too? No, I don't, I don't have oh, yeah. to do hypnotherapy because the crystals, Yeah. when you put crystals on the body, the frequencies of the crystals will put you in an altered state. So, you know, like beta is a normal conscious talking like now yeah. alpha is more when you're focused, when you're uh, driving long distance or on a straight road, or even when you're maybe watching a movie so it, it would take you into that very deep, meditative, relaxed state of alpha state. And so in that space, it's, it's already kind of like hypnosis. Yeah, I understand. That's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah. No, it's okay. You can ask me. No, no, no. I, I love it. And so um, how long ago was it? So when did you leave fashion photography? So in 2006. 2005, 2006, I moved to Thailand. Oh, so that was the turning point of like that getting was the turning out of point of start getting out of the fashion because it was just, it was just boring. And it was more also more of a man's world. And, you know, there weren't so many women photographers, even though I was up there. Yeah. It, it, in a way, more of an edgy photographer, but 
you know, just the politics of, of, of it. Like, you know, for example, at Elle magazine, I was working a lot for Elle when I moved to America, to New York City. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they would start really dictating what the girl should look like. Mm. You know? And saying, oh, her legs are too fat. Or she doesn't have any boobs. Or this and this and that and that. Said, no, no, there's beauty in all shapes and sizes, all kinds of women, boyish girls, more voluptuous women. You know, I like all kinds of women. So, and then when they started really trying to control that so much into this kind of those skinny nymph, I mean, I am skinny, yeah. right? but you know, I'm not like, I get and it. Just the creativity was gone and it, and it just became very dull, boring and political. And I go, you know what? I can't do this anymore. It wasn't, it was, I wasn't following my, my purpose. Yeah. You know, and my purpose was really healing. Mm-hmm. It's kind it's kind of interesting, Antoinette, that you like did this physical thing, which and then got into a very shallow type of energy around the physical. Mm-hmm. And you're all about this internal experience as well. Like that must have been such a, uh, a, a disturbance or something for you. I mean, I, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, I don't know how to put it into words. But what do you mean? So, shallow, like in the photography thing? Yeah, it's so different well, I mean, than crystal healing, shamanic work, earthy, you know. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I, I do love clothes. Yeah. I love to, I love clothes. I love secondhand clothes. But, um, and I guess my mom was really into clothes and fashion. My mom was kind of, I mean, she had plastic surgery everywhere, <laughs> you know, and that wasn't me, but she... Yeah. But she, she took me to a lot of, I mean, I, I just enjoyed clothes and style and that. And I still like that. I still love beautiful things. But in, in terms of photographing women, like I love photographing women. I did lots of photographing women nude, like for my personal work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was all, it was more about capturing the, the soul of the women. Mm-hmm. That, that's more what I was into, like to getting the real essence of the woman, you know, so that, so I, that's why, and and I, and I, I wasn't so like, I only do this kind of work as most photographers are. I could go anywhere and take pictures like documentary style, you know? So, so what were you asking me that the difference? From no, that? I think you explained it perfectly because yeah. you still approached it from a place of the soul shining through no matter what yeah. and you liked beautiful things and wearing the beautiful things still shot is a, it's beautiful. So and, and kind of the uniqueness of each person. Yeah. Like, even the style is something which is, whatever you want to wear. Like it's, I love it. I love eccentric old women or who are just wearing yeah. something and it's just, it's, it's just fun. And it's kind of interesting. Cause I did past life regression with somebody who studied with Brian Weiss too. And I think mm-hmm. it's a very, very, I'm so glad that was where I went first because it's yes. such a great way to do it. And, um, What's so interesting to me, and I agree with this, it's at, in those types of regressions, you look down to see what you're wearing. So yeah. it's, a, it, it's so fascinating, right? Yeah. That this is the conversation because that identifies something. Yeah. It's like, look down here, what are you wearing? And I was wearing these like old, like kind of this medieval things with white socks and look around you. Who's there? What's your name? Someone's yeah. calling you. What's your name? It's like, oh, my name's Yance. Yeah. And, and you know, it was, it's it's pretty amazing the, yeah. the thing. So how did you get into crystals and and where did you study crystals? To, since that's what you're going to be teaching yes. us. So talk about crystals. Okay. So well, basically, I'll, okay. I don't want to make it too long, but uh, so I was living in Thailand, and there was this uh, Thai film on the rocks, like this very decadent film 
festival on the rocks and it was kind of VIP, all these fabulous people with red carpet and, and like the, the screen was floating in the ocean and we were sitting there in bean bags watching old films. It wasn't even new films. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like famous people around, but anyway, so I got really friendly with the resident healer. Mm. So it was in a spa, like a five, five, our resort spa and then there was a healer who was doing healing work and she was using crystals so I kind of we kind of like you know liked each other so we would when with them there's a big dinner going on um we would be eating together and talking we couldn't stop talking yeah and then, so she said and at that time I lived in Chiang Mai Thailand which is more north and we were there on the on one of the islands so she said well I'm gonna um and her name is Orapin and I and I'm really I'm really grateful for her that for her friendship then because it totally opened the door for me. Mm-hmm. And so she came to Chiang Mai. She goes, well, I live in Chiang Mai. So when I'm there, we can do a two day workshop or something. So she came and she taught me Reiki and, and then she, she, you know, she, she brought some crystals and she said, okay, so which one do you want to connect with? So then, and I was feeling the crystals and, and I go, yeah, okay. And then, so I just lied, lied there in a the room and she, I was just lying there with a the crystal. That's it. And then she said, um, and then, well, and then, when you were lying there with the crystal, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was just very relaxing, meditative. Yeah. I could feel the vibration of the crystal. Mm. And, and then also just like noticing a crystal even, you yeah. know. I didn't even notice. My son had lots of crystals in, her, in his room. But I didn't even really notice it. Before. Yeah. And so, well, actually, maybe I did buy a few crystals in New York City before, like at Union Square for my kids. Like, oh, mm. this is for love and this is for my kids. Right. But then I was re- then she really made me notice the crystals. So then I started like searching them. Like you would go, oh, where do they have crystals? And you start looking for them. And then they you start developing a relationship with them. And then my and then a little bit fast forward, just a few months fast forward, my kids were going to college, and I had an artist residency in Colombia, mm-hmm. doing a doing this film, and. And then after that, there was a presentation of the artist doing whatever in Bogota, in the main, in the capital of Colombia. And there was a woman there and we were just talking about the art, whatever, but that wasn't really interesting to me. And then she whispered to me, she goes, but my real passion is crystals. (laughs) And then so we, we became very good friends and she was the one who introduced me to Katrina Raphael and she's my teacher and Mm -hmm. Katrina Raphael's books. And she said, well, you should, you know, read these books, Katrina Raphael, because these books are, are very, it's different. You And you can see when you read it, you know, yeah. she's, she channeled, she was working with Crystal. She was actually a, Katrina was a um, Kundalini yoga, like Sikh, you know, she was mm-hmm. one of the Yogi Bhajan devotees in the eighties. And, but I think she, she was by then getting a little bit over that. And so she had a friend, Jane Ann Dow, and they started meditating with crystals and then they started writing down like the prop like what what the download that they got and and that eventually turned into a book wow and she wrote three books the crystal trilogy um yeah so then so 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 then my friend elizabeth so she introduced me to the books and then i read the books and and during that time i was in south america you know my empty nest i was like okay i'm gonna explore i had also done some plant medicine it's ayahuasca and then I had tried that and I go this is amazing I want to explore this so then in Colombia I just started exploring as long as at that time I was also um, traveling and filming women the crone figure 
which this is a project I haven't finished yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I was very interested in the the wise women, the old, yeah, crumb, the you know. Which, if you look in the dictionary, it's like a old witch hag, a ugly old woman. But you know, the hags, the, the women are amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but back then it wasn't that popular, the feminist thing. You know, it was it was a bit not the. Now it's back again with the Me Too and everything. But anyway, so and in Colombia, I started traveling and doing a lot of plant medicine with different indigenous tribes. Like I would go to uh, in Putomayo and in, 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 with the Cofanes tribe. Then I went to Brazil and I worked with, I really like explored. I was yeah, like, you really rocket. threw yourself into it. Yeah. I was on a rocket then. Like, really, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Like my kids were out of the house and I wanted to really nurture that. And then, and then, and then on one of the real intense ceremonies I had with the plant medicine, who I will call the grandmother, and she told me, she was showing me that nothing is a coincidence. Everything is a synchronicity. Like you met that person and she said, oh, I love crystals. And, and the way I met the teacher and then Orapin, you know, the, the Thai lady, the healer that I met, she actually, I didn't know then, but actually she had also learned from Katrina Raphael, but she wow. didn't tell me then. And I didn't wow. know. So, you know, it's just how everything is connected. Yep. yep. Oh, synchronicity, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then on one of that, um, uh, on the, one of the ceremonies, the plant, ayahuasca, the grandmother told me, well, you're supposed to be a healer. Like mm-hmm. that's your path. And I was like, what, me? Like, I mean, I always enjoyed that because I always loved exploring consciousness and healing myself. Like I like to be healthy and. Mm-hmm. You know, I did lots of fast. I tried raw food, you know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. doing all that stuff. So, and then I was reading a book during that trip and I was on like a nine hour bus ride in the evening and I was reading uh, Shaman Healer Sage, which is a book by Alberto Biodo. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I was reading that book, I was like, oh, wow. And at the end of the book, it says, well, he has a school. For, it's called The Four Winds. The Light Oh, Bible. yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, there's a school. Oh, you can learn this? So it just, everything opened and I just like went for it. Yeah. And it was just taking you on this journey. Like, here's this. Okay, go there, go there. And you just followed it with your heart Mm -hmm. and soul. Yeah. So then then you went to the school. So then first I thought, but it was kind of expensive, you know? So I thought, well, let me check it out first. And and there was, he was doing like at Kripalu, like just a weekend event Mm -hmm. with some of the Kero shamans from Peru. Mm-hmm. And his wife was going to be there. So I thought, okay, good. I could check him out and see how his wife is because, you know, just to find That'll out. Tell you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I decided, yes, I want to do this. So then I, and I did that as well. So, so I was doing the crystal healing courses, but I also went on my shamanic training yeah. then. And I just haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful, beautiful journey. Yeah, Can you reflect back and feel that with everything? Yeah, like how it's all, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's just because it's just unfolds, you know? Yeah. And it's you're just like, you just, and then somebody tells you something, you go, oh, okay, I'm going to try that. And it just, it just happens. So I love that you're saying that there's, I have a couple of questions, but my one question about that is what made you sit in faith and trust the unfolding of the process and the following? Was there, 
was there a feeling? What was it that made you say, I'm going to go here now, I'm going to go there? Or was it just a thirst? Uh, what was it? It's like this passion. It's just fun. You know, it's like, oh, I want to go there. I couldn't stop. Yeah. You know, I wanted, like, I took my daughter, come on. And I had lots of miles then on the flight. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I, I invited my best friend and, I'm, and my daughter. I said, come on, let's go to the Condor Ego Sacred Medicine Festival in Brazil. And we went there and, and, and I just, it was, I was really, I was like on the wave, mm-hmm. flying, like just surfing, you know, like just allowing myself to be taken. You know, I was a mom and single mom for a long time. And I was in a, at that time I was in a marriage, which is not very, uh, very nice you know so so it was and it became like oh now it's my time like I wanted to really nurture myself yeah take care of myself and then follow follow my joy and my bliss you know so (laughs) I have so what made you settle upstate New York uh okay it's not that exciting story but when when we were living in New York City and I had met my husband and um we, we, you know, his, his gallerist had a place near here and we just wanted to get something upstate to get out mm-hmm. of the city. And so we found this place in a very remote area. It was kind of remind you of like some desolate house, like in the shining or something yeah. like this, <laughs> you know, and that's what we liked about it. Cause it was just so far away. So we got it, but then we moved to Thailand then. Mm-hmm. And so when we would, but we still, my kids, my, my children's father was still living in New York city. So we would still come back. Like they would come back every summer. And also mm-hmm. because uh, my husband was also based, also based here with, with his artist work. So we would also come back to New York city. So we would come here. We slowly started to renovate it. So the reason why I'm here now is because, um, well, in our, in our um, divorce <laughs> settlement, he has the Thailand house cause he's Thai. And mm-hmm. I got this house, which is upstate. So okay. it's just nothing, it's not like it was planned. I didn't think that I would be here like this, like I am now. But it's, you seem really happy there. I am. I am. But also, um, it is pretty far. I mean, I have clients who come here. Yeah. To, or I will do remote sessions from here. But I do go into the city to see clients. Yeah. yeah. So that was my other question. I have a few questions. Um, so... Doing remote sessions, because I think I, w- I would, and I haven't said this to any, well, I'll talk to you privately. I'd like to do a session. I feel like it would be really great. I'd like to yeah, experience okay. it. And I don't trust, my, my audience knows I don't trust a lot of healers at all, because I've had <laughs> not great experiences with some of yeah. them. But so when you do remote, how do you do that with the crystals and how do you? So basically we can talk and usually it's better if like, so, so for example, if we do a healing session, you're going to be lying down. Right. So, and we're going to be talking, right? Actually, some, it, you know, we don't have to even talk, but I prefer that we're talking. So it's better if you have headphones yeah, so that you don't have to, you know, you can just be lying there and yeah. then I'm, I'm going to open sacred space in my, in my place. And I actually set it up as if you were here and I open That's the, sacred, I, and I actually put the crystals on, on like, like that, that as if you're there. So do you, I, I understand that. I'm sorry. Go what? And then we, we will be talking too. Right. You know, and then so we would go through the motions and, and, and I would be guiding you with breathing. I'll be asking questions and I'll be asking you things and you would tell me, you know, we would talk. That's great. Yeah. And, and that would be like you would be going into your 
inner landscape. Yeah, I do it with my LA uh, one. And I was curious how you did it because um, it's just your powerful healers. So I just was so curious how you did it and uh, mm-hmm. for everybody else to hear too, because I think you can really see how organic and authentic and whatever word you want to put to Antoinette, you're going to get a really great facilitation. <laughs> plus with that background of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I just don't feel like I come from, I just, I'm just from the world, from, from mother mm-hmm. earth. You know, I don't feel, I don't have this kind of nationalistic thing t- towards Japan, although I love Japanese food. Mm-hmm. You know, I speak French. I speak. I was going to ask you how many languages you spoke. I speak Japanese. I speak French, English. I speak a little Spanish, you know, because I went to this all girls Catholic school in Japan with Spanish mm. nuns. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we, had to, we had to learn Spanish from fourth grade. So, but then kind of when I moved to France and I learned French, the Spanish kind of went out the window a little bit. Yeah. But it, and also I was doing lots um and I, when I was doing a lot of ceremony, I would be, we would be singing a lot in Portuguese. Mm. So, and then when I lived in Thailand, so I picked up some Thai, just, you know. Yeah. Well, things. I think when you're well-versed with languages like that, you, you can, mm-hmm. which is great. Do you, uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about the crystals and then we're going to yeah. do something. But um, I, my first question is, but I have another question that's more important, but I have to ask this question. Do you bury any of the crystals on your property? Yes. Yeah. I actually have uh, crystal. Show your property again for people who showed up mm-hmm. late because it's so beautiful. And Leonard, I, I think you're still on. I wanted you to see this. I don't see him. Well, but look at how beautiful that property. I mean, you could just feel the energy from it, right? And the dome. And Can you see it? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, I feel like I'm just breathing. And this is the, the house over here on this side. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on. Over there, there's spring. Over here, we didn't do much yet. And upstairs, I mean, up on the hill, I don't know if you can see, there's yeah. more. But there's a spring water coming down. So we, you know, we, we collect our own water. Oh, that's so great. In the bottle. But even that, you know, like, because I'm such a city girl, I always yeah. live in the city. So uh, I, I went online, like, five to find out where's the spring water around here. And I would even drive there to fill up my water bottle. Wow. And then then my partner now is like, well, you have the spring right there coming out of you. (laughs) It didn't even even occur to me. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like I'm really learning. This is is the first year that we planted from seed. And it's just so magical to see how Mm. abundant and how like it just produces and, and, you know, I mean, I, I said I'm an herbalist, but actually I take that back. I, I prefer to say I'm a green witch. I'm initiated mm-hmm. as a green witch and I apprentice an herbalist for three years. But we did circles and we were talking how to connect with the plants and how to feel and what, what, what they're about. But I'm not an herbalist. I'm more of a, I use plant medicine and I know how to identify and, and I actually incorporate plants into my life, into my daily life, like infusions you know, with red clover, um, uh, nettles, everything. It's just growing everywhere. That's you amazing. You don't realize the whole medicine that's right there. Yeah. It's so potent in making tinctures, you know. So you studied the plants and what the medicinal purposes were and, pro- and yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Is that what a green witch? I've never heard of a green witch. Yeah, a green witch. Yeah, I've been initiated. My teacher was Robin Rose Bennett. And she wrote uh, she wrote a few books, Healing Magic. And she also wrote a book about another uh, herbal, herbal. I forgot the book right now, but yeah. So we, I like, we that. I like that more than, cause I stay away from those other, I don't do. Yeah. So whatever, but I like green, Witch. it feels really good. Yeah. It's more like you use it for yourself and then you can mm-hmm. help people too. Like, you know, like there's artemisia, cronewort, mugwort, which is great for women's issues and also from fortifying yourself, elderberry, mm-hmm. elderflowers for the lungs and for the cold for the winter. So I make my tinctures. So, you know, I, I really self like, I don't, you know, I don't go to the doctor for if I have something, you know. Right, because you know how to heal it yourself with this. Plant. And anybody can learn it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's what we did. Yeah, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have a question. Where do you get your crystals? Because that's like a big question for our community. Yes. And I would love to hear your philosophy around buying a crystal, picking a crystal, all of well, that. Okay. And it's interesting you say that because recently there was an article in The Guardian talking about the dark crystals, you know. Because oh. apparently, yeah, there's this new article that came out and talking about this uh, unsustainability. The, but that's like, it's nothing new because like they're mining diamonds and, you know, all the stuff yeah. sur- surrounding diamonds, for example, for years and rubies. and. But I, well, in the beginning, when I was really, when I started on my crystal journey, I was a lot in South America. So I would just go wherever I would see them and then in Mm -hmm. south america they have lots of crystal stores because they have a lot of mines around there so Mm -hmm. i was just going to crystal stores there and wherever i go even even on the street there's people are selling it and um this year in in march i went to tucson it's my second time i went to the Mm -hmm. gem show that's the big yeah gem show Mm -hmm. big gem show yeah and i went the first time i went was i think two years ago when they're after right after the women's march there was a women's march in DC. I went to that. And then that's mm-hmm. where I met my friend. We went to the Tucson after, I think that's two years ago. It's incredible. When you, go yeah, I was going to ask about, cause I know about the show. Cause uh, John Burgos, who does a tell something, he goes to that show sometimes, but I don't know. I can't be around a lot of crystals cause I can get really sick. Oh, really? Um, I get nauseous and everything, especially if people don't know how to clean them and stuff like yeah. that. You know, a friend of mine, Leslie Sloan, who has been on here, she, she's got a ton. I'm fine with hers cause she knows how to handle them. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Yeah. When you go to that crystal show, I mean, that energy has got to be pretty vibrant and high. Oh, really? It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be, it would be difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. So do you worry about like the man, who, where the crystal came from or do yes. you just, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what that article was. And so, you know, when you go to Tucson, you can see, you can feel the people who are selling it. Yeah. You can feel the energy of them. And so obviously I would go to the places where I feel good, good energy that they're mined, you know, sustainably. And then they're working with, for example, I got some crystals last time. They're kind of elestials and amethyst mixed together. I forgot which, where in Africa, I don't remember where, but mm. they were only mined by women mm. you know, in, in the community of women. And it was that they were getting part of, it's not just that the, the middlemen are getting everything. Yeah. But even like there's lots of crystal books and and famous crystal book writers who own mines Mm. and they patent crystals. Oh, wow. You know, and I don't like that. Yeah. It it feels so businessy. 
Yeah, it makes it commercialize this beautiful yeah. earth element. Yeah. So, which is so much more than an earth element. Where would you tell our community to, like, obviously they may not be able to go to Tucson or they may not, like, be able to go somewhere. Is there somewhere online? I remember when I bought my orb, and if you saw what I did with my orb, you would hate me and I have to clean it and take care of it. What did you do? I barely ignore it. Oh. Completely. It's like I've been ignoring it for a while and I really need to bring it back. It's like just sitting in my, it's not good. Well, you can just bring it next to your computer. Yeah, I need to. I don't know what the separation is that I, the the way that I got it. I'm not going to get into the whole story on this, but I need to re re engage in it. It's a, it's a story, but, um, but the place where I got it, I was able to purchase it online that time. That store is closed. And it was a very pure source because the woman yeah. who had, you know, brought me to that place yeah. knew exactly. Yeah. What would you tell? Because then there's a store in town. I'll just say this real quick that I really, really like the energy of the store. And again, I don't have a lot of crystals because I, I have to be very careful with them. Yeah. But there's some crystals in that store that I really love. Now, I don't think they know where they get it because it's a commercial. It's a cute yeah. little store. I live in a small town. What do you tell people who just like say I wanted to buy one of them or where would you tell my community to go to purchase a crystal if they wanted to? Is there any place online or what would you say to them? Well, I don't like to buy crystals online. Okay, that's what I want to know. Yeah. That's great. I want to know your expertise cuz we're that's, learning. Well, that's me. Yeah. You know? But that's me and then everybody's different. So, but then on the other hand, my my teacher actually she even sells her crystals online actually her collection because she always had a lot. So, you know, you can go on her website and she has her crystals that's been in her possession. She's starting to let go of them. Um, so I, I know people have bought those. I have maybe once bought crystals online and I just didn't like the experience because it just comes in. It's completely different and it just feels different because I'm, because I'm like, you need to be touching it and yeah. buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to like see it and, and, walk around it and then you know they communicate to you and sometimes like in in the in the modules i talk about that you know what oh good good this is in her class that she's teaching that for us all of us so she talks about once you start to connect to crystals and you're going to enter into those places with crystals you're just gonna like there's gonna be one which is gonna pop out and it's gonna be take me home yeah I had one of those. So if I was to go into the store, I'm pretty, I'm very intuitive, obviously. So I'm not too concerned. I don't, I can't even, I can't go to secondhand stores actually for that reason. Oh, I'm so sensitive to energy and um, I like antiques. I like certain things, but I have to really be able to touch it and see it. I once had a TV show redo my garage and they brought antiques in and I forgot to tell them not to. And the antiques weren't clean. So it took a lot for me to get like, especially one piece I could not clear. It had a ghost, like it had something attached to it. And I was like, just yeah. get rid of it. But, um, yeah. so I have a, a big a sensitivity to things like that. But so my, and we're all different. Like it's great. Yeah. So my question to you is, is it okay to go into a store? And if you feel a crystal is really speaking to you, is it okay to take that crystal home and then work with it in a way to like clean it, to make it, to make it yours? Yes. And, and I talk about that in the module. Good. We talk about like, okay, like if you, if you get a crystal from somewhere, if somebody gives you one, or even if you go to a crystal store and then you find one that you really, really, that's just wants to come home with you. And then you would clear it before you use it. Great. Yeah. And, then I, and I talk about how to clean the crystal. Different Good. Ways to do it. And so, yeah, that's, that will be in the, 
in the modules. <laughs> Good. I'm super excited about that. Okay, great. But so, I, think, I think it's just like when you go by crystals, just ask them, you know, and then, but you're going to feel the vibe. Yeah. The there place. was one that kept saying, take me home. And I was like, no, <laughs> and then I went back for it. And it was gone. <laughs> and I'm somebody who likes to discover things, you know, like, so I don't really like to go to the flashy crystal store there. On yeah, the me either. I like to find like, go to the forgotten shop and yeah. then find the crystal under the dust. And like, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> and that's what this store is. This store is very, it's got beautiful things and all different types of things. It's very, they're very about sustainable here and, you know, local artists. And yeah, I'm like you like that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So do you have a little process? Is there anything you want to share anything else before we go into a little process or something with you? Um, no, I think I shared pretty good <laughs> i teach crystal healing if anybody gets more in, if if you yeah tell us let's talk about that now and that answer at what you we usually what we do is we go through a little process and then q a i don't okay. know if laura described all that but yes by all means please tell everybody how they can get in touch with you now we give yes. them everything and we keep it on the membership but i want you to tell them verbally and how you can work with them and while you do that i'm going to run to the bathroom because i drank iced tea so take okay. it away <laughs> okay well, I can't see anybody. and um, That's okay. But, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can get in touch with me. So my website is um, w, it's Uroboros Healing Arts. And you spell it O-U-R-O-B-O-R-O-S Healing Arts, A-R-T-S, um, dot com. And there you have information about my practice, what I do. I, I offer... Well, as a, as a healer, I facilitate crystal healing, obviously. I also do shamanic work. I also do aura reading. But usually when I'm doing healing sessions, I don't really do crystal healing or shamanic work. It's kind of, it's case by case. And I, and I do what is, what comes, what is the most, um, what's needed at that time. So it's kind of a mixture of shamanic and crystal healing. And I'm, I'm teaching crystal healing courses every year. I teach the beginning and the intermediate courses and the next courses are coming up in October in New York, in Brooklyn. And in November, the intermediate course is coming up in upstate New York. So if anybody's around this area and if you want to learn more about crystals, you're welcome to get in touch with me. And um, my email is my first and last name at me.com. So which is Antoinette Orell at me.com. A N T O I N E T E A U R E L L. Here, spell it again. A N T. I oh, it's on your thing. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And every they they'll get all this anyway, but we like to always give it to them. And it and it's at me.com, did you say? Me.com. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Oh yeah. No, I think guys, if you can I first of all. Yeah, I think experience Antoinette, if you can experience Antoinette. <laughs> um, by the way, honey, are you writing a book about your life? Am I? Yeah. You know, I've started writing books so many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like your journey is fascinating and it would be so incredible. And I'm assuming, are you going to do any product with your plant medicine? Yes. Good. Yes. I'm yeah. making medicine and now I'm going to, because actually I'm getting a space in Brooklyn now. Mm -hmm to do my healing space healing there because until now I was renting spaces when I go to the city, but I just like, I got tired of lugging the crystals and everything. 
So now I'm going to have a space there. And so I could also sell my stuff there and probably also online. I, I got to right. learn that a little bit more, how to do this online thing. Well, we said we talk about it and whenever yes. you need any help, just let me know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'd be happy to help you. Um, so do you have a little something for us? Like yeah. something like 10 minutes long or it'd be okay. great. 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Meditation kind of guided. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So now what I'm going to do is t I want to participate, but I don't like participating in the group. I like doing it on my own. So I'm going to shut my video down, Okay. but I'll be listening and I'll come back on once you're done. Okay. Um, I'm just going to roll with it because I didn't plan anything. Yeah. So just roll with it. So like 10 minutes. Yeah. It would be great if you can. Okay. Yeah. Thank right. you. Okay. So I invite everybody to get into a comfortable position and uh, stop doing whatever you're, else you're doing. No double tasking. Just come to the present moment and just notice um, your breath, feeling the subtle vibrations in your body and just noticing the air coming into your nose, into your nostrils, and feeling your belly expanding. And as you exhale, maybe exhale with your mouth Presencing with the breath and coming into this moment. Just feeling the subtle vibrations. And if you have a crystal, you can even hold it uh, in your left hand, which is the receiving hand. And feeling the little vibrations everywhere in your hands, in your toes. And send down a grounding cord from your root chakra around the perineum area. You can just send, hold the intention as energy follows intention. So send the grounding cord down into Mother Earth. Down, 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 all the way to the center of the Earth. And through this grounding cord, you're also, you can release all old energies, old patterns, anything that doesn't support you, which is, it just goes down that grounding, grounding cord into Mother Earth. Because our Mother Earth is the, uh, she's a hucha eater. Hucha is heavy energy, and she, she, uh, she will eat it all. It's with pleasure, and she would mulch it into fertile soil. So breathing in and exhaling, releasing all that doesn't serve you into Mother Earth. And then now I invite you to visualize above your head a golden sun. And with every inhale, you're now bringing in this golden light into your body, through your crown chakra. The golden light coming down the central line channel at your own pace, all the way down to your base. And as you exhale, the golden light goes up. Again, the central line channel out the top of your head, rejoining the golden ball of light above your head. And continue resuming this breathing. And the golden light enters into your brain, inundating your head, the pineal gland. With every progressive breath, you become more at ease, relaxing, and allowing the golden light to inundate your throat chakra activating and purifying every chakra as it goes down the central line channel. 
allow the golden light to enter into every cell of your body, into every system of your body, into your blood cells, pumping at the heart, golden blood cells going everywhere in your body. And just coming into this moment beyond duality, allowing your mind to just take a back seat and rest. Kind of like if you have a blue sky with clouds, the clouds are the thoughts passing by and just allow them to be there and witness it passing by, but focus on the blue sky, the background. Breathing in as your entire body turns golden more and more. And you can also notice which area is darker or shadowy or anywhere you have pain. And you can send more golden light to that area until it turns golden. Notice the vibrations in your body. And as the golden light fills up your entire physical body, it starts pouring out of your, of your pores into your aura, into your light body surrounding you. And you can expand your auric field and feel bigger as the golden light illuminates your auric field. And continue with every exhale. You can release heavy energies down that grounding cord into Mother Earth. And just be there in the center of your bubble, in the center of your golden bubble, like a cocoon. Feel the vibration in your body, in your veins. And just notice, witness whatever comes up and just let it go like the cloud passing by. And notice the quality of this moment. Enhancing your perception. Just surrendering to the now. If you're holding a crystal, um, you can sense the impulses coming from that crystal. And just feel the, just feel it. Just feel that moment, this moment. Take another deep breath. Exhale with your mouth. giving thanks to the mystery of life, giving thanks to our beautiful body and all that it does for us automatically. And giving thanks to that this moment where we can get to know our body more, our multidimensional body. And giving thanks to our Mother Earth for holding us with so much love and compassion. and all the beings who live on this earth, the trees and the plant people, the 
trees, the stone people, the animals, the insects, butterflies, the flying ones, the swimming ones, the singing ones, even the complaining ones. And giving thanks to this possibility for us to be that rainbow bridge, connecting the earth energy from below and the cosmic energy from above. So now with your next breath, I invite you this time to do a grounding breath. Inhale at your own pace, bringing in the golden light from above. And as we exhale, we're sending that down the legs and out the soles of the feet into Mother Earth. And do a few more, a couple more grounding breaths. Inhale and exhale, sending that exhale down your legs and out the soles of your feet into Mother Earth. And you can bring in your aura, the golden bubble, closer to your body. And coming back to this physical reality on this call with Marilyn. You can wiggle your toes and feel the air, the temperature on your skin, on your face. I'm noticing the insects around buzzing here. The bees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and coming back to the present, you can slowly open your eyes. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I, I thank you so much. Thank you. I love that um it's been interesting the way you started with Mother Earth because I've been I've been releasing a lot of trauma mm -hmm. and I've suffered as uh, I've had some grief this year and I've been giving a lot of it to Mother Earth and um asking her, you know, thank you for taking it and do you mind taking it? And yeah. I love the way you said the mulch and everything. It was just mm -hmm. so beautiful because I used to I'm used to putting it in a fiery pit and that doesn't always work for me mm -hmm. but I love the mulch it was so yeah. nice that's what they well that's what she does yeah I didn't you know, know that well like like even in a garden you know yeah everything the compost we get it there I mean even there's there's a book called holy shit <laughs> like you know we can also um compost our our you know, who. right? <laughs> and give it back to the earth. So that's what uh, what you were asking in the beginning in my in my when you were reading my biography, the biodynamic farming. Mm. It's like Rudolf Steiner, who also created the Waldorf School. Mm -hmm. It's all about uh, farming with connection to the the stars and the earth. And I love that. It's so beautiful. And, so and it, go ahead. No, finish that. Finish no, that. It just makes sense. So anyway, in, in terms of mulching, yeah. So Mother Earth, she she takes all our energy and she composts and she eats it up and then and then she makes fertile soil. Yeah. So we can plant new seeds again. Love that. And he also does that with our energy, you know. Like the stone people, like if you have like that's why like even in meditation in like in Buddhism, like you meditate often in the cave because the cave, the stone will take all that heavy energy from mm -hmm. you. And you feel so different, even for, for me also water, mm -hmm. like just the vibration of jumping in a pond, in a lake, in a river. I mean, it's just automatically 
like revitalizes every cell in our body, you know? Totally. And I, I, we have creeks here and I'm always, my dogs are always in them and I'm always sticking my feet in and uh, yeah. I just love it. Wow. That was so beautiful. Antoinette. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everyone. Much love to all of you. Uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye.